no bullying.
Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. He didn't have to let us see it, but thank God that he did. We're going to praise his holy and righteous name. Now, is there anybody besides me that's just happy that he's blessed us to see this fourth Sunday in the month of March? He didn't have to do it. It wasn't because we were so good, but it's because he's good. His mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you now. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for blessing us to be in church one more time. But Father, not just to be in church, but Father, to know our name, to know that it's another Lord's day. And Lord God, we ask that you will have mercy. Have mercy on those who desire to be in somebody's church. Father, have mercy on those that are going through devastation at this time. Lord, we ask that you will bless those that are joining us by way of live streaming. Go into every home. Give them the presence of your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask that you will bless everything we do here today. Touch every heart so that when the man of God comes to break the bread of life, we won't just be listeners but that we will be receivers and doers of your holy and righteous word. Thank you now, Lord. Thank you for these children. We ask that you will bless and anoint their voices as we go into this service. And Lord God, we will forever give you all of the praise and all of the glory. And all of the people said amen, amen, amen. and amen. Youth for Christ are going to bless us this morning. The Youth for Christ are coming. Actually, we're going to sing first. Then we gonna After we on. sing. That's all, right. That's all right. The choir is coming.
our hands together in here. Psalms, the 46th chapter, verses 1 through 3, and it reads as follows. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the waters, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for being omnipresent, being everywhere at the same time as you order our steps and put a hedge of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for the families of Rolling Fork, Mississippi and, and surrounding communities as a result of the recent tragic and devastating severe weather. Father, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them to look to the hills which cometh all mm. of our help. Pray, man. Pray, all man. Of our help comes from you. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word this morning. We ask that today's lesson inspire us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christians that you created us to be. We ask these and other blessings in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for this young deacon praying out of his heart, out of his spirit. Amen. God is a good God. Anybody got a thank you in your heart this morning? Anybody got a show enough thank you in your heart this morning? You know the Lord has been good to you. Can you tell him thank you this morning? Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for keeping me in my right mind. Thank you for the activity. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Can we, just, can we just thank the Lord this morning with a little bit? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, tell him thank you this morning. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. Why don't you lift that up? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> my God, my God. I just wanna. <laughs> I gotta tell him thank you. Can you do it one more time? Tell him thank you, Lord. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. My God, my God. Just need to tell him thank you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank you. Here's why I got to tell him thank you because he's been so good. Anybody know he's been good this morning? My God, my God. Oh, you've been, you've been so mighty, mighty good. 
good, I wanna thank you. You made a way. He made a way. I didn't know how I was going to get out, but Lord, you, you just made a way. You opened doors. You, you moved mountains. You made a way. I, now he, here's what I really shout about. He saved my soul. You saved, saved my, my soul. Can you rejoice in that this morning? You saved. On my way to hell, but he saves, save my soul. I just want to thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Let's really give it to him now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. We do thank him this morning. Thank the Lord for who he is and all the awesome things that he has done and is doing in our lives. Amen. 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 Listen, I, I want to thank, I want to thank young brother Deacon uh, Gentry. Amen. Young brother Gentry uh, for, for, for setting the stage praying out of his heart and lifting up, lifting up Rolling Fork and Silver City and those who have been affected by this recent storm. These tornadoes have come through a large part of, of the American South and the landscape is different right now for a lot of people. People woke up without loved ones. People woke up without rooftops. And we have something to tell the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for. Amen. 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 So we do want to, we do want to be lifting up our brothers and sisters in, in the those affected areas of Rolling Fork and Silver City. I was actually there on yesterday with uh, other convention members, our vice president at large, Pastor Horton, as well as our uh, home mission secretary, Pastor Tobias. We were able to tour. I want to thank uh, uh, Ken Brown for getting us into that affected area. We appreciate you getting us there. Listen, it is devastating. Um, the pictures that you see on TV don't do it justice. Uh, 
Um, it is leveled in a lot of ways. And um, so there are a lot of people on the ground right now who are giving aid and ministry uh, to those who are in need. The German Missionary Baptist State Convention has been able to partner uh, and have conversations with faith partners who are currently on the ground uh, providing aid and assistance. Uh, what we are going to do, because we've been in contact with uh, those officials, we're going to start a feeding mission on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be feeding five, making 500 hot meals available starting on Wednesday, and then next week, successive days after that. Uh, we need laymen to be involved, and so you're a part of the layman ministry. Uh, contact Brother L.C. Mitchell. I know you all who are laymen know who that is, and he will get you scheduled to do a service day uh, during one of those served days. But keep them in, keep the people of Rolling Fork and Silver City in your prayers. Then keep our convention in your prayers because we're going to be ministering to them uh, in some very particular ways. There's a lot of work that has to be done. Um, the armory is being set up for shelter. We're identifying other churches in Vicksburg right now. They're going to serve as shelter sites as well as a part of our convention work. So there's a lot that's going to be going on um, over the next few weeks, over the next few months. Um, so we, we need your prayers. We need your help. If you want to assist, you can go to gmbsc.org uh, and contribute there. We, we're accepting contributions. We're working with Red Cross. We're working with even the Southern Baptist Convention. Amen. Because let me tell you something, crisis has no color. I'll say that again, crisis has no color. Amen. And even though, let me say this, even though Rolling Fork in Silver City is predominantly us, be clear on that. That's where we live. Um, and, and I do believe that it is important that, that we are seen serving ourselves. Oftentimes we're waiting for other people to come to our aid and come to our assistance. Our convention is out front leading and we need to be, remain out front leading. Uh, but be clear, we're not going to do it by ourselves. Amen? Amen. We thank God that we will be out front, but we got a lot of partners who are going to be partnering with us, and so we ask that you keep that effort in your prayers. Now listen, on this afternoon, this afternoon, we invite you to come back here at 3 p.m. because we have Symphony in the Community Part 2. Amen. The Mississippi Symphony Orchestra, members of the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra are going to be here uh, this afternoon. If you are a lover of music, amen. If you love good music, you want to be here because I tell you if you, if you, if you didn't miss, if you didn't make the first part, you want to come to the second part because it was absolutely amazing. And so we want you to feel uh, this sanctuary the way it was feel last time. Amen. We had no seats available. Uh, don't let the weather scare you off. Amen. We're going to pray uh, that too much bad weather does not come in, but meet us here at 3 p.m. Uh, if you can so that we can share in the good music. Listen, 100 years old is Viola Edmonds. Viola Edmonds celebrates her 100th birthday on March 30th. Amen. We're lifting up Sister Viola. There she is. Sister Viola Edmonds, we lift you up on this morning. Thank God for 100 years. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. She don't look 100, do she? Amen. Looking good. Bless his name. Listen, want to remind you also that the Walton Book Drive continues and ends on March 31st. If you have not had an opportunity to give, we're still accepting donations. Remember, we are putting two books in the hands of all children at Walton Elementary School, which is our adopted school. And you don't have to just sponsor one child. You can sponsor as many as you want. 
Amen. As a matter of fact, Miss Mary Hudson, I'm told, is sponsoring five children. Uh, and so you don't, you are not limited to one person, one child. You can sponsor as many as you want to. Thank you, Sister Hudson, for being a sponsor uh, for our children. So again, you can donate up to March 31st. Special thank you to our Circle of Meekness, the director of the Butterflies for Great Butterflies of Faith. Defined by Grace, Sister Eva Jones is expressing gratitude to our members of the Circle of Meekness. If you're here, Circle of Meekness members, stand up. Let us see you, Circle of Meekness. Circle of Meekness, God bless you. Thank you, Circle of Meekness, for your missionary help. Amen, amen. They thank you for the generous donation of all the personal care items that you donated and that UK Chapel donated to that effort. Listen, we got a lot going on here, as you can tell. A lot of things that are going on in the month of April. Month of April is Volunteer Appreciation Month. Every April, we go through a lot of those who serve in our church community uh, to lift them up, the wonderful work, volunteer, and service that they provide here at the church, but also in the community. And so in April, we will be recognizing uh, volunteers as well in our church and in our community. Also in April, we've got the Ministry Expo coming up. This is sponsored by our new members orientation ministry. That's going to be held on Sunday, April 16th from 9 a.m. until 10.30 p.m. If you are looking for somewhere to serve in K Chapel, let me, let me tell you, listen, it's a whole lot of work, whole lot of work to be done. Amen. Whole lot of ways that you can serve, whole lot of areas where you can serve. Somebody said, listen, well, I, I'm not serving where I used to. That's all right. It's a new place you can serve. Amen. Amen. There's new work to be done. Amen. And so we want to share with you where, where you can serve. And please uh, be a part of the Ministry Expo again. That's April 16th from 9.30 a.m. until 10.30 a.m. in the Family Life Gymnasium. Guess what, y'all? Family and Friends Day is coming up. Amen. Family and Friends Day is coming up. That is coming up on April 22nd and 23rd. Now, I am told we're doing something different this year. That's right, I am told. They tell me stuff too, y'all. <laughs> Amen. They, they told me, and I said, sound like a good idea to me. So what, what they said was, listen, let's try something new. And here's what we're trying new. I said, let's have a community uh, uh, festival that weekend. So rather than just on Sunday, Let's extend Family and Friends Day to Saturday and Sunday. I said, okay, you, you got me. You got me interested. What is it going to consist of? They said, well, we think we want to do a community festival out on the parking lot on Saturday where we have food trucks and vendors and, and food and music and all games and all that kind of stuff. And we can invite everybody in the community as well as everybody in the church to be a part of that on Saturday. I said, sounds like a plan to me. They said, well, what are we doing Sunday? He said, well, Reverend, Sunday, we're just going to have church. I said, huh? They said, yeah, we're just going to have church. I said, what about the food? They said, well, we, remember, we're feeding on Saturday. I said, okay. So no food on Sunday. They said, yeah, no food on Sunday. We're feeding on Saturday. I said, well, I'll tell them, but uh, y'all going to have to. <laughs> So that's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. And, and we're going to try something new. I, I, I do believe we, we, it'll be a successful thing. So again, on Saturday, we're going to have the festival on Saturday out on the parking lot. And then on Sunday, we're going to have the, the service here, Sunday morning, Family and Friends Day service here. You are invited to wear your K Chapel t-shirts the way that we always do. And I understand they're going to be on sale uh, starting, when is that, Ken? When did they get on sale? On the 1st 
On the 1st of April, they'll start uh, advertising, and then they'll make those available for purchase. I am told that it's cash only. Is that right? Cash only. So don't bring your credit cards or your debit cards. Bring some cash. Amen. And you will get a T-shirt for some cash. No IOUs. Amen. No checks. None of that. Amen. Can't even barter for a T-shirt. Just got to bring cash. All right. Got to bring cash. How much he said? How much is it? $15, they're $15, amen, the cash, amen. They, they underline that, cash, all right, God bless you. Listen, Baccalaureate Sunday is coming up, Baccalaureate, we're graduating our seniors. Thank God for our seniors. Can we bless them this morning? Amen, amen. I see some parents already saying, bless the Lord, amen. You got them out, you got them out, amen. So Baccalaureate Sunday is coming up, and we want you to, our seniors, to get, get in contact with our Futures Ministry, because that information, again, needs to be in very soon. Let's see. I believe they're going to be giving information uh, out in the next week or so, but you can go on the K Chapel website right now. Those details are on the website right now for our Baccalaureate Sunday, uh, but they need the information from our seniors, who you are, where you're graduating from, and where you're going, and what your future plans are. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just before we get our last um, uh, emphasis from Nate Ruffin, go ahead and make your way there. We've got, uh, it's Youth Sunday. See these youth up here? Amen. Can we thank God for our youth? Amen. Amen. Our, our youth department is, is recognizing uh, youth highlights again. And so we have a young person that they want to highlight this morning. That is Zoe Chambers. Amen. Zoe Chambers. Amen. Zoe is the daughter of Erica Chambers. She's a senior at Clinton High School where she is a member of the National Honor Society. Listen to this, y'all. National Honor Society, Cultural Awareness Society, First Priority Varsity Volleyball Team, and the Chess Club. Amen. She can play chess. Amen. She was, watch this, she was Athlete of the Month for the volleyball team during the spring 2023 semester, academic semester. She also made history. Watch this. This is what I'm told now. She made history at Clinton High School by working with the school's administration, faculty, and staff to plan and implement the first black history program in the school's history. What? Yeah. It gets better, it gets better, it gets better. She was a page, uh, I believe just a couple of weeks ago, uh, she was serving as a page down at the state capitol for Senator David Blunt, amen. And then, here, here's where it gets real good, y'all. Here's where it gets real good. She's graduating this year. Uh, she, she's gonna continue playing volleyball. She's majoring in political science, minoring in political law, and, or in pre-law, and she's going to, Pat, she's going to, Tougaloo College. Come on. Come on, man. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shout for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I give JSU props all the time. Amen. She's going to Tougaloo. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations, Zoe. We lift you up this morning for this highlight. Amen. Amen. Uh, Nate Ruffin is coming now, and then we've got two more things. We'll get, get right back. Amen. Bless you. Thank you, sir. Good morning, Kay Chapel. God is really good, and he has been extremely good to the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Fund. As this year, we celebrate 20 years of giving. I'm going to say it again, 20 years of giving. Now, it's only because of the support from people like yourselves 
that we've given up almost 150 scholarships since 2003. Now these scholarships are available to graduating seniors who live here in the Burden Edition community, graduating seniors at any Jackson Public School, or graduating seniors who attend Cade Chapel. Do I have any graduating seniors here this morning? Parents of graduating seniors? Hands, okay, there we go, there we go. So there's no need for me to tell you that the, that the cost of college is rising. And we believe when our young people are excelling in the classroom, and looking forward to continue their education, we should get behind them and support them. And support them financially. And that's what the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Board is all about. Now, I'm not going to keep you long. I've got three points, and I'll go to my seat. <laughs> no, really. But, you know, when Pastor Buckley says that on Sunday mornings, you know that something good is coming. So I don't have three points, but I, do, I would like to share three dates. And those three dates are our fundraisers that's coming up for this year. The first is right around the corner. It's our 5K Run With Nate, April the 29th. It's going to be held at Smith Park here in downtown Jackson. Our theme this year is Rep Your School. For $35, you can come out, wear your favorite school's color, run, walk, or hang out, and the school with the most representation will receive a donation from the scholarship fund. Amen. Our second event is our annual Swing for Knowledge Golf Classic. It's going to be held on June the 16th at the Whisper Lake Country Club in Madison. Uh, registration starts at 8 o'clock. Finally, our awards reception this year is going to be a little special because, again, we're celebrating 20 years. So we're going to have an awards gala. July 28th, we're going to have an awards gala at the two Mississippi museums, specifically at the Civil Rights Museum. Doors will open at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a live auction, silent auction, silent auction, live entertainment, great food, and also, we're also going to be able to hear from our special guest, Sister Sharon Ruffin, the wife of the late Nate Ruffin. So if you want to learn more about Nate Ruffin the man, or the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Fund, or more about ways you can, you can support the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Fund, you can go to our all-new website, thanks to TA and Tori Owens, um, nateruffin.com. If you want to learn more about our events and ways that you can support, go to nateruffin.com. So thank you in advance for your support, and we look forward to seeing you at our events. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee. I think I got it right. You all tell me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Um, the amount of scholarships that you all have given so far is, is over $100,000. Is that right? Over $200,000. Is that right? Over $200,000, amen, has been given out in scholarships uh, to seniors. And so we thank God. We thank God for the awesome work uh, that, that is being done. Amen. Two more things we want to recognize. Uh, Brother uh, James Davis, where are you? Brother James Davis? Hey, Brother James Davis, come right in front of me. Amen, amen. On yesterday, we were in Canton, Mississippi, uh, the uh, layman of our state convention uh, had its men's conference, and Brother Davis was recognized as the layman man of the year. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's recognize our own brother here. God bless you. Amen. He does amazing work. Oh, taking a picture. Amen.
Brother Davis does amazing work with our men, our brotherhood and laymen, and we thank God for your sir. Yes, sir. All the laymen. He said all the laymen stand and, stand and show your support. Amen. God, look at there. Look at there. Look at there. Amen. God bless you. We thank you. Thank you, laymen. Thank you, laymen. Now, listen, we're we going to need y'all. Amen. 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 I, and, and, and K Chapel shows up in good numbers. We appreciate that. But we're going to need you all to help serve. Uh, Rolling Fork and Silver City in the next week, next few weeks. Lastly, we want to recognize uh, Sister Reverend Shirley uh, Harrington, uh, who is also being recognized this Thursday at Tulu College. Tulu's just doing things. Uh, recognized at Tulu College this Thursday, March 29th. Uh, there's going to be a book signing at the Benny G. Thompson Academic and Civil Rights Research Center, but she's also having uh, papers being collected and archived uh, in, in the collection there. And so the, the Harrington and, and uh, papers are being a part of those uh, archival history documents at Tougaloo College. And this comes from Daphne Chamberlain, who is the Vice President for Strategic Initiatives and Social Justice and also Associate Professor of History. Congratulations to you, Reverend Harrington. Amen? Amen. Good morning, KHF. Before we get there, let me just say this. The Lord is calling us one more time. There's been a lot going on this week, this past week and weekend. He's calling us to help those that are in need, just like the pastor said. That's one of the reasons why we here at KHF serve those that are in need through our missions, and ministries that occur here as only possible because of your giving here. Let me correct that. Your cheerful giving here through our tithes and offering. With that said, well, it's tithes and offering time. This is the time where we have the opportunity now to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that to fully worship God does include our offering which are given primarily for three reasons here at K-Chapel. The first reason is to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. The second reason we give as a sign of giving thanksgiving for God providing all our needs. And the third reason we give is simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions, ministries that occur here, through our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by use of the traditional envelope system. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you also can use the K Chapel app. Now, for those of you that are with us by live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For our God loves a God bless you, or you may come now and serve the people.
bless the Lord, oh my soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul, I'll bless the Lord, oh my soul.
morning, church. My name is Charles Simpson, Jr. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering that has been received today as it will be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. As we journey through the days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us every path that we follow. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is truly a blessing to be in the house of the Lord once again. There are people today who are less fortunate than we are. But we just want to uh, highlight some of those who are having some difficulties this morning. But first of all, let us note uh, 1 John, the 5th chapter, 14th verse, which tells us that we can pray with confidence if we act for what aligns with God's will. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we are asked anything according to his will, he hears us. The key to whether or not God decides to heal someone physically is doing so in his will. God sometimes heals the sick and sometimes works through physical sickness to strengthen spiritual faith. At other times, God chooses to allow people to experience physical sickness in order to accomplish a spiritual purpose. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, Alan Butler and Henderson families uh, in your prayers. We recently lost uh, some individuals. Dick and Allen's lost his grandmother Mother Rosie H. Williams. The funeral for Mother Williams was held on yesterday, March 25th, at Victoria's Faith Ministries in Edabena, Mississippi. Sister Virgil Butler and Sister Pauline Henderson lost their brother, Mr. Sammy Seaton of Collinsville, Virginia. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time and will be shared with you as they are made known to us. There are those who are in the hospital or in nursing homes or rehab. Sister Marilyn Woods, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Christy Wright Jones, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and Brother Benny Larry. Those recovering at home, Brother John Johnson, Sister May Jones, Brother Charles Foster, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Sister Oliver Sims Jones, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Russell, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thomas Thompson Jr., Sister uh, Marilyn uh, Langford, Brother Charles Hodge, Sister Polly Johnson Williamson, Sister Demetra Devonport, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levy McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Shirley Sims, Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Sister Dorothy Jones. Remember, pray when you can 
visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can.
bless his name. Can we thank God for our young people one more time? Amen, 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 amen. Thank God for these young people blessing us on this morning. Thank God for God being in this house and allowing us to gather together one more time. Amen. Amen. I understand that we do have some special guests with us this morning. Ladies of pink and green. I see y'all that back there now. Yeah, amen. Alpha Kappa Alpha, why don't y'all stand? Let us see y'all this morning. Welcome to K Chapel. Welcome to K Chapel. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you on this morning. We thank you. Thank God for your presence and for you worshiping with us. Amen. 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 I want to invite your attention to the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, beginning with verse number 26. While you're finding that, do want to let you know that the event for Tougaloo College on Thursday, that is open to the public. So if you want to attend, you may attend that at 4.30 p.m. March 30th. Galatians 3, beginning with verse number 26. There you will find these words recorded. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, for ye are all one in Christ. That's what I want to talk about this morning, in Christ. In Christ. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that most Christians really get how incredibly and radically transformative the gospel really is. Many believers want the gospel to be um, nice and neat and non-confrontational. We want our faith to be nice, neat, and non-confrontational. But, but faith particularly our faith, as the Bible describes it, is countercultural. Paul said that we ought to be in the world, but not of the world. That's a confrontational kind of faith. It's a nonconformist kind of faith. That's a, that's a faith that puts the ways and the principles and the precepts of the kingdom before our own and those of our culture. We who are in Christ are to be different from the world. We who are in Christ are to think differently from the world. We who are in Christ are to do life differently than the world does it. We're to see life through a different lens. We are to behave with a different set of norms that define who we are and what we are to each other. 
There's perhaps no greater example of that in scripture than what is shared in our text for this morning. For Paul highlights a new standard of interrelatedness that comes from being in Christ. I know that we like to think of all that we get from being in Christ, for in Christ there is salvation, and in Christ there is redemption. In Christ there is atonement. In Christ, yes, there is justification. There's a whole lot that we get from being in Christ. In Christ there is peace for the troubled mind. In Christ there is love for the wanting heart. In Christ there is joy for the depressed spirit. There is hope for the desperate soul. In Christ there is rest for the weary, contentment from the discontent. There is gladness for the grieving there is healing for the hurting in Christ there is belonging for the rejected there is fellowship for the forsaken in Christ there is the welcoming warmth of the loving God for those who have been wounded by a cold and sometimes cutting world there's a lot that we get from being in Christ thank God that that we, there are some benefits of being in Christ but this text, this text does not focus on what we get from being in Christ. Rather, it, it talks about what, what leaves us from being in Christ. This is not about what we get, but, but what ought to leave us because we're in Christ. What, what, what should not be of us because we are in Christ what should not exist within us because we are in Christ what has no business among us or around us because we are in Christ and this is good news for believers to remember because every now and then even saved sanctified and blood washed folk forget that God is not caught up in the stuff that we use to divide us Christ is not divided and neither should his body be. Christ is not divided and neither should be his body. For some reason, we let culture and the things that we create cause us to divide ourselves and still have the audacity to call ourselves Christians. Politics divide us. Race divides us, class divides us, zip codes divide us, where we went to school divides us, colors that we wear divides us. I wish I had a praying church in here. We use a whole lot of things to divide us, but in Christ, Paul says we are one in Christ. This text then pulls down those defining barriers that we erect. This text demolishes those walls that we build up to separate ourselves from one another. This text requires us to let go of those things that society has promoted and social engineers have created to cause classes of people to come into fruition based on everything from skin tones and language to cultural traditions and foods and physical attributes like good hair, bad hair, light skin, dark skin. I wish y'all would talk to me in this house. We use all kinds of stuff. You got a flat nose. You got a wide nose. You got thick lips. You got small hips. We got all kinds of things that we will use to divide us. But Paul says, no, 
in Christ. All that other stuff y'all talking about, in Christ we are one. In Christ we cannot hold on to any of the things of the world that the world uses to mark or marginalize people. In Christ we cannot raise up any of these sociological constructs that have been used to create classes of people. In Christ we cannot bring into our relationships any of those privileges or powers or preferences that the world gives to us and we believe are rightfully ours because of some position that we hold. In Christ we are all one with the same in Christ in Christ we're the same no no titles matter in Christ no degrees matter in Christ no bank accounts matter in Christ no positions no none of that matters in Christ we're one. We're all the same. How do you know we're the same? I know we're the same because, first of all, all of us are sinners saved by grace. You a sinner. You a sinner. You a sinner. You a sinner. You a handsome sinner. You a pretty sinner. You a big skinner, sinner. You a small sinner. You, all of us are sinners. Saved by grace. Sinners washed in the redeeming blood of Jesus. Sinners made new by the spirit of the living God. And I know that the world would have us go off into our separate camps and separate groups thinking that because of this trait or because of that experience or because of this brand or that level that we are better than others. But the Bible says that all of our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. So everything that we think that makes us better than somebody else, God says, no, in front of me, all of y'all messed up I messed up you messed up you messed up and were it not for the grace of God that's the conclusion that Paul comes to when he talks about even himself when he writes in Philippians 3 and 4 though I might also have confidence in the flesh if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, that's touching the law of Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is of the law, blameless. He says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Paul says, listen, I could, I could get up on my soapbox and talk about what I got. I could, I, could get, I could get high and talk to you about where I went to school. I could, I could tell you about where I was born and who's in my bloodline. I, I could tell you about all of my experiences, where I've been, what I've done. I could do all of that, and I, I could could hold a candle to the best of him he says but I count all of that as nothing that I might win Christ he says in Christ in Christ when you are confident in who you are in Christ you don't have to let nobody know who you are 
when you're confident of who you are in Christ. In Christ. So, Paul writes this letter to try to break some barriers down, break some walls down that had been erected. Because at the time of the writing, there were those who were asserting that Jewish Christians were better because they were the chosen nation, nation of God. They were teaching that those who were Greek believers were not as saved as those who were Jewish believers. And Paul says, oh, you foolish Galatians. Where did this come from? Who started teaching this mess that, 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 that Jewish folk are better than Greek folk? And where, where did this come from? Do you not know that in Christ, he says, we are one? In these words, Paul points to three things that we as believers must be sure to guard against if we are truly in Christ. Three areas that faith radically confronts. Hear me, there are three areas that being a Christian, being a believer, that your faith ought to radically confront. Your faith ought to say something about these three things, race, class, and gender. I know you want it to be a spiritual sermon this morning and you want to get your, no, no, it's in the text. Paul says your faith ought to do something to tear down systems and walls that are built up around race, class, and gender. It's in the text. I'm not making it up. First of all, Paul says, in Christ, one cannot hold on to power that is associated with race. It's in the text when he says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. Paul makes the case that in Christ, you cannot then bring race into the equation and think that the Lord loves some more than he loves others. There is neither Jew nor Greek. In other words, the Lord is not caught up in color. The Lord is not interested in skin tones. Christ is not partial to people of a particular hue. Christ does not play favorites with folk based on their facial features. Christ is not interested in paper bag tests and, and if you this dark or this light. Christ is not it. I wish I would... All of this business about race and what color you are is something that we created. And we distinguish ourselves and pull ourselves apart over race. But in Christ, I cannot bring race and racism into my relationships with my fellow believers. In Christ... I must put down that which causes division in Christ. I must not assert and insist upon the power and the privileges that the world gives to a particular race. That's why it's important that true believers understand that it is impossible for true believers to be racists. 
it is impossible for true believers true believers true believers to be racist you cannot be a true believer and hold on to or promote or allow race to define your interactions with others neither can you be Christian and use race to advance yourself while keeping your brothers and sisters down? Y'all ain't gonna like this preacher today. I cannot love God and ignore systemic racism where it exists. Y'all go on and put this on Facebook. Keep it up for a while. I cannot love God and ignore systemic racism where it exists. I cannot love God and not help people who are unlike me. In Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. I cannot put color before Christ. Wait a minute. Let me fix that. I can't even put color in the same sentence with Christ. In Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. And if you love God more than you love your race, then you must be willing to advocate in dismantling structures and systems of power that are associated with race. So you got to decide what's more important, race or God. Race or God. Because I'm in Christ, I cannot let race rule the day. I cannot let race ruin opportunities for fellowship and friendship. I cannot let race get in the way of someone's advancement. I cannot let race stop me from making the right decisions, even though it may be unpopular even in my own tribe. For in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. So your faith, our faith, must be willing to confront issues of race. Of race. Number two, number two. In Christ, in Christ, faith not only confronts issues associated with race, but issues associated with class. For in Christ, one cannot assert the privileges associated with class. In the text, he says, there is neither bond nor free in other words there is neither slave nor master in christ believers should not be ruled by or caught up in class or class systems jesus jesus talks about it jesus talks about class one day when 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 he's in the synagogue and there's an offering going on and and, and people are giving in the offering and those who are giving lots of money are making lots of noise. And, and then there's this little widow woman who has a little bit of money. She has two little denarii, two little mites, and she brings her little mites and bringing it in. And they don't make a lot of noise. It's just a little click here and a little click there. Uh, and, and the disciples are there watching and the disciples are infatuated and, and mesmerized by how much the rich folk are giving. And Jesus says, no, they ain't gave much. 
They say, I know it sounds like a lot. He said, but they hadn't given much. The one who's given the most here is this widow woman who gave the two mites. They say, how is that possible that the widow woman who gave two mites gave the most? He said, because she gave out of her need. Jesus, watch this. Jesus lifts up this widow woman with her two mites. He lifts her up and says of her offering that it was more than anybody else that day had given. In effect, what Jesus is doing, watch this, he's bringing dignity to a woman whose society is overlooking. He's lifting her up. The, the one that society says ain't nothing to them, they ain't got nothing, we don't need to give them any attention. Jesus says, no, 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 I, I need you to understand just how much this woman has given. And he eradicates the whole system of class saying it ain't about how much you gave. It's about the heart that accompanies your gift. It ain't even about how much you gave, it's about how much you kept. Wish I had a witness in here. <sighs> we should not go about trying to define people by what they have and what they don't have. But in Christ, believers should be those who are about the business of ensuring that humanity represents the high and the holy calling of unity. Regardless, regardless, watch this, regardless of how much money you make. Regardless of where you live, regardless of what you drive, regardless of the name that's in your suit, regardless of the shoes that you wear, red bottom, whatever, white bottom, I got black bottoms, I, I don't care. Listen, regardless. It does not matter in Christ. There's an all that stuff you've been building up to separate yourself and make yourself different from everybody else. He says, no, in Christ, there is no race. There is no class. Hmm. Told you this was going to mess with somebody. There is no class. There is no class. See, see here's what Christians want. We, want. we want our faith to be all about who getting into heaven. That, that, that's what we want to talk about. Sin and who's sinning and what they're sinning. Just talk about sin and who messing up and, and call out their sin so I can feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah that, that's what we want. We, we, we want that so, so we can say them and us. But we are to be concerned and involved about issues of life here on earth and where class structures divide people, where the powerful and the elite promote systems that maintain a class of haves and have-nots, where people steal from the poor to fund their own lavish lifestyles, uh, build their pet projects. Believers who are in Christ are supposed to confront that and let it not be so. That's why some of us are content with just being in church and not being in Christ. 
because in Christ there is neither bond nor free. That means that I'm so interested in the welfare of my brother and my sister that I take every opportunity to ensure that my life and my lifestyle is not an impediment to someone else's. In Christ, I cannot be interested in legislation that protects and promotes one side of the city and leaves another side exposed in Christ. I can't be satisfied with kids getting a good education over here, but kids over here getting underfunded year after year in Christ. In Christ. I have to recognize that my witness has to do more with than just my church attendance and my worship and my Sunday school lesson. But it has implications for the world around me and the people in it. There is neither bond nor free. Finally, this passage shows us that our faith in Christ confronts issues of race, issues of class. Here's the kicker. But also issues of gender. Here it is. There is neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for in Christ you are one in Christ Jesus. So in Christ, one cannot promote people based on gender. In Christ, one cannot promote people based on gender. It's going to get sticky right here. Paul says in Christ, here it is, there is neither male nor nor female. Now be clear, be clear, be clear, be clear, be clear. Y'all hold on, be clear. Paul is not making a biological argument here. He's not even making an anatomical argument here. He is not making an argument about gender assignment. Stay with me. The issue here that Paul is arguing is that when it comes to the body of Christ, and to the blessings of the Lord and to the value that God puts upon humanity. That men and women are equal. I, I knew it. I knew it. I, 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 knew, I knew I was just going to get five amens. I knew it. I knew it. I told the Lord they ain't going to say nothing to that. Because what's going to happen is they're going to say, well, ain't the man the head of the woman? Say it again. When it comes to the blessings of the Lord and the value that God puts upon humanity, that men and women are equal. Now that's saying a mouthful. That's saying a mouthful, and I know, I know, I know, I know, but but hear me, hear me well. You gotta remember that, that when Paul is writing this, that's that was saying a mouthful even in his time even as it is now. But you must remember that in Jewish culture, females had no rights. I told you, the gospel and our faith is radically transformative. So when Paul says there's neither male nor female, and females have no rights in his culture, this is radical teaching. Females could not inherit property. 
They, they had no say or share in civil government. They had no place in the priesthood. Whatever women could get was through their relationship with a man. You were nothing unless you had And that's why some of these men feel like that now. But that's the world that Paul grew up in. Paul grew up in a culture where a Jewish male, once a day in his daily devotions, said this prayer. Listen to it. This was the prayer that every Jewish male said once a day in his daily devotion. It goes like this. Lord, thank you for not making me a Gentile, a slave, or a woman. That's an actual prayer that Jewish males pray. So you might say that race, class, and gender were issues that were theologically ingrained in them. So when Paul writes that in Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, he is directly attacking the core of prayer life of a Jewish male. He's hitting it right at the center. And Paul says, in Christ, that kind of thinking has no place here. This letter, this letter of Galatians is so important because in it Paul declares that we are under the gospel dispensation and as such there is no distinction made between male and female as to divine things. There is no distinction of male and female as they are both called by the grace of God. Male and female have the same right to gospel ordinances. Male and female can be baptized. Male and female should receive communion. Male and female have the right to every spiritual privilege. And that may not sound like much to you today, but that was transformational radical theology in Paul's day. And I believe this morning that in Christ, just as Paul hit it that hard in his day, we've got to hit it this hard in ours. That was hard hitting for Paul to say such and to declare such. And we as believers can't be cowards when it comes to our own culture. We've got to say the hard things and stand for the hard, right decisions and, and be sure that, that what God has said is what God means. And we, as the believers, have to be willing to declare it. I'm done. Ain't no holler. Ain't no hoop. There's just this call for humanity. Biblical humanity. 
where we are not consumed with the stuff that we use to tear us apart and keep us down. But God says, in my son, Jesus Christ, we are one. I'm done, but there are two things. I'm convinced of this. There are two things that can bring people together. Christ and crisis. Christ and crisis. How do you know? I saw it yesterday. I saw it yesterday. I was in Rolling Fork. For a while we were riding through town, but then we got to a part of town where it was impossible to drive. Had to get out and walk it. And while walking, even though those areas are vastly populated by us, I saw something. I saw something. I saw some white people suffering too. And, and, I, and, I saw, and I saw some men on the back of a truck. They had brown paper bags. And they stopped at me and said, you hungry? I said, no, I'm good. Those were white men. Because crisis has a way of bringing folk together. Where we don't see color, we see need. We don't see the walls that have kept us apart because guess what? The tornado tore some stuff down. Sometimes God will use crisis to bring folk together. I believe that at the cross, the cross is a place that levelizes us. It brings us all together and we're all at the same place at the same time nobody can stand up and say look at me in the shadow of the cross by grace we have been saved it is the gift of God lest any man should boast I pray that this crisis we're in not just through weather but this crisis that we're in legislatively crisis that we see that we will somehow somehow by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit of God that those who have been busy erecting walls that God would send a something to bring it down and in so doing, recognize that we are one. What affects one affects others. You can't be all that you want to be and I not be what I should be. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you.
give you his peace. I don't possess houses or lands, fine clothes or jewelry, sorrows and cares. In this old world, my life seems to be. But I have Christ who paid the price way back on Calvary. So pastor was just trying to say, Christ is all, all in all, this world to me. So after that, I need you, you need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me, agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. I need you, you need me, we're all a part of God's body, stand with me, agree with me, we're all a part of God's body. no mistake about it but even more than each other we need a God who keeps us together if you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior I want to make an appeal to you this morning And that appeal is this. In Christ, you can be a new creature. In Christ, old things are passed away. In Christ, who you are now is not who you will be. And so if you're here this morning or if you're watching by live stream, I invite you to invite Christ into your heart. His name is Jesus. He's the son of God. 
we call him the Lamb of God. He said of himself, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've heard about him, but you've not really come to the point of saying yes, Lord, come into my heart, come into my life. I want you to be my Savior. If you hadn't done that yet, this is your moment. This is your day where you can do exactly that. The doors of the church are open. Come now. There's some coming. Come now. Come now. Make Jesus Lord. Make Jesus Lord. Make Jesus Lord. Hallelujah. Make Jesus Lord. Make Jesus Lord. Hallelujah. If you've already given your life to Christ, but you have not given yourself to a church home, you, you've gone to church, but you've not committed yourself to a church. You've been visiting and You've been liking what you've seen, but you've not said yes to this church or anywhere else. But for some reason, the Lord has you here this morning and you hear the Lord knocking on your heart saying, this is the moment. This is the time. This is the day. And this is the church. I want to invite you to come this morning and say, yes, this is your moment to say, yes, Lord, I, I need you. But I also need the fellowship of brothers and sisters in my life. I need brothers and sisters to walk with me, to pray with me, to encourage me, to, to sharpen me, to, to help equip me. I need a church. If you're here this morning, you're invited to come wherever you are. You come now. You come now. You come now. You come now. Don't worry about anybody else. This is, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. If you're watching, you... You scan that QR code that's on your screen. There are ways for you to connect with us. You're ready to do that now. And you don't have to do it right now. If you decide later on in the week, you can go back and watch the live stream and still connect with us anytime, day or night. Because the beauty of now is the doors of the church are always open. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Can we say amen for these? who have come God bless you if you go with the members of the orientation team God bless you God bless you God bless you thank you thank you hallelujah this morning is fourth Sunday and on fourth Sunday we share in one of the two ordinances of the church that being Holy Communion the Lord's Supper we call it you should have uh, elements that have been prepared for you if there are any who don't have those elements ready, if you will indicate by the raising of your hand, we'll be sure to get that to you. Is there anyone in the balcony need elements? There's one here who needs one here. God bless you. There's a, okay, God bless you. One, two, one, two right there. One in the back there. God bless you. Thank you so much. There's one in the balcony. One in the balcony. One in the balcony. God bless you. God bless you. Any in the overflow? Are y'all good in the overflow areas? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Does everyone have elements at this time? The Bible instructs us that we ought to examine ourselves. We ought to take some time and consider what we're doing in eating these elements, drinking this cup. 
for in so doing we identify ourselves with our Savior and we should not do that unworthily but we should do that with reverence and with introspection the old church simply said this shine on me shine on me and if you find anything that shouldn't be take it out that's what examination is Lord if if I talk too much take it out Lord if I brag too much take it out Lord if I got a pride problem or a lust problem take it out whatever it is that gets in the way of you being all that you want to be in my life and in my heart God take it out and strengthen me thank you Lord and now that you've engaged in that moment of introspection on the night when he was betrayed he took bread, break it and blessed it and said take, eat this is my body which is broken for you likewise in the same manner he took the cup and blessed it saying this is the blood of the New Testament which is shed for the remission of sin as often as we do this we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again let us drink together when they had finished they sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives what a fellowship see you this afternoon at 3 p.m. for Symphony in the Community. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. In Christ we are one.